Praise God. Praise God. I'm thankful, Truth Church. I'm thankful, guests in the house, that we serve a God that is not dead, but a God that is alive. He is alive, and he's coming again. Does anybody believe that? He is coming again soon, and very soon we are going to be with the king. Amen? Amen, amen. If you have your Bibles, I want you to get those ready. Thank you to Truth Praise. Thank you, Brother Luke and Praise Team. And thank you for those that filled in today. And thank you to our musicians who tirelessly play. It's hard work. They come to church to work. Amen. And I'm thankful for that, that we could lift up the name of Jesus. I encourage you, if you don't have your Bible, at least get your phone ready. We're going to have some scriptures that we're going to read today. I don't even have all of them uh, given to our media team. I have some that I'll just mention, uh, but it was a whole lot. I mean, we are here to hear the word, so why not hear the word? Amen. 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 It's the foolishness of preaching, and I'm just thankful that he uh, chose that, number one, and I'm thankful that uh, I had the wherewithal to read the word and put things together and find things that would be what he desires to say today. And I hope and pray that you hear what I'm going to preach today. I made mention to someone, this is not when friends type of preaching, but I hope that it's influencing. I hope it's influencing our lives and our hearts to live for Jesus, to live for Jesus. We're going to be in 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy. Paul, he gives us some warnings, talks to us about some things, and I believe that it is very much appropriate for in the time which we live because title of my message today is exactly what we are in the midst of and I hope myself and I hope you the person you stand beside is aware of which time that we live in and that you are making every effort to be right with Jesus Christ to live for him and him alone not living for me not living for this establishment this building but you're living for him. Amen. I want to live for him. There are some reasons why. I want to live for him because, first and foremost, it should be everybody's reason. It's because he wants us to. Amen. But second of all, I want to live for him because I have Tate James Gilbert. It's his first day in the youth group today. Amen. I want to live for him because of Amaris, Ginger Gilbert. Quinn, little Kean, and Creed, and my sweet wife, and of course every one of you that stand here under the sound of my voice today, I want to live for him. And I hope and pray that you want to live for him because he wants you to, but also for those that you have influence over. Amen. First Timothy 4, 1 Timothy 4. I will refer to some of these scriptures throughout this message this morning. It is 1035, and I hope, 
pray that we get out of here in a timely manner. But I sure do have a lot of pages. I had 25 and I got it down to 19, so we're doing good. I cut stuff out and omitted and took things out. And it's, it's not omitted from my notes. It's still there. It's just black lined. So I know that I've taken out a few pages. So anyways, 1 Timothy, before we move on to all of our online guests, thank you for joining us today. We're glad that you're here, and I pray that this word ministers and touches your life today. Can we give our online guests a hand for being with us? First Timothy 4 and verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. Somebody say that word, expressly. That in the latter times, somebody say the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. I want you to hear what I just read. That in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. Listen to that word. Shall. I want you to look at me in the deeps of my blue eyes all across the room. Would you give me your attention just for a moment? Everybody in the room. That is going to happen. The Bible says that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith. That will take place. I don't even like saying it, but there will be some in this room that will depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Speaking lies and hypocrisy. Listen. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. That means it's so calloused and healed over and calloused and healed over and burnt and healed over. And I've done it over and over and over again. That when I do it again, I don't even feel I've forsaken the assembly of Jesus Christ. Forsaken the assembly. I have not read my Bible. I have not searched Jesus Christ and felt after Jesus Christ. And I've continued in the wages of sin over and over and over again. That I don't even feel it when I do it now. I just keep on doing it. I still come to church. And the pastor, the preacher, the evangelist preaches... Brother Jordan, there's no feeling. I feel nothing. Forbidding to marry. Commanding to abstain from meats which God hath created to be received with thanksgiving them which believe and know the truth. 
for every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused. If it be received with thanksgiving, for it is sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Praise God. I want to skip down to my text. Verse 16. You can read that on your own. I don't want to take too much more time on it. Very important things that I'm going to refer to, but 4 and 16. That's what Paul said. I'm going to put it in Texas terms. Hey, y'all, listen to me. Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear it. Hey, listen up, guys. Keep it. Hold it. Read it. Listen to it. Let it burn in your brain and your heart and your spirit. Let it touch you so much and transform you so much. Let it be something that burns in your spirit. That you yourself will be saved and all them that hear you talk about it. Today I'm going to preach this from this thought, the last days, the last days. We are living in the last days. I said it on our last prayer meeting, our church-wide prayer meeting on Wednesday night of last month that I pray that this summer, not just because it's summer, but I pray that this summer is a summer of revival. I pray that it's a summer of an influx of souls. I pray that there's something that takes place in each and every one of us that call Truth Church our home that would cause us to be more loud and more excited about the gospel of Jesus Christ than we ever have been before. That we would be more acceptable to the doctrine of the word of God than we ever have been before and that we would share the doctrine of the word of God like we have never done before because we're living in the last of the last days. Sister serving, there's not very much time left. Brother Ben, there's not very much time left. Student of the word, you know that. Praise God. Brother Chris, Sister Terry, much time left. Well, they got there's not very much time left. Sister Christina, there's not very much time left. Sister Sheila, there's not very much time left. Brother Thornhill, there's not very much time left. There's not very much time left. Students that are in the house, there's not very much time left. Truly, literally. Truly, there's not very much time left. We get all bent sideways about what's happening in the news and with places that we like to shop and all these different things. And we get all mad about it. I did too. I quit shopping there as well. 
But ladies and gentlemen, it's the last days. That's what's going to happen. And God forbid, God forbid that any of us, the person holding the mic and the people that I'm looking at, God forbid that we're in that shall fall away. Amen. Jesus, we thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord, for what you're going to speak into our lives today. Lord, those that are listening online, Lord, I I pray specifically, not because I am the preacher, but I pray that specifically, Lord, this message would be heard by people all across Texoma land. In the name of Jesus, I pray that people would listen to this word, Lord, far and wide. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as I prayed in my office yesterday evening, I prayed again this morning, Lord, let these lips of clay, Lord, deliver what you desire for me to deliver. That we would hear it and then be doers of it. That we would be aware in where we are and what we're doing and what we're living in, in Jesus' name. Lord, let these young people, Lord, be keenly aware this week as they go to youth camp and they hear Brother Daniel Bernard, O oh Lord, preach the word of the Lord. Let them be keenly aware, O oh Lord, of the time in which they live and how important it is to throw away anything else, push away anything else that would take their time in serving you and spreading your gospel. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And everyone say amen. 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 Would you shake someone's hand and once again tell them you're glad to see them at Truth Church today? Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear it. As time passes and we become further removed in time from the historic beginning of the church, there is an onslaught, there is an assault upon its foundation, upon its fundamentals, upon the truths and principles that have become, it's become rather so intense on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Yesterday, around noon, I was in Dallas with Tate and little Kean. And once again, things that are an assault upon the foundation of truths from God's Word. There is one man and one woman that create a marriage. Amen? There is a male and a female that creates marriage, praise God, according to God's word. There is 
a male and a female that creates a marriage, a relationship between a man and a woman. And there is an assault. There is a war against that institution. And ladies and gentlemen, just like there's a war against that institution and the fundamentals of a marriage and a home, there is a war on truth from God's word. On a daily basis, we live in it. And Truth Church, those that are listening to me today, guests that are in the house, it is imperative that we understand that we are living in a day that the assault is never, ever, ever going to stop. The Bible tells me, as you just heard quoted a moment ago, that it is going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. No, I am not adding to the word of God today. I am just driving the point home that it is going to get worse. And we are living in those days. If you turn the radio on, if you turn the news on, if you walk into a restaurant, if you walk into a convenience store, wherever you go. Yesterday, as we were in line I looked down at my son that was just innocent innocent wanted a sucker so he goes and gets a sucker gets his little brother a sucker and there they are and I think nothing of it because I've been in this establishment many many times and I've seen the suckers they're good I've had one a time or two sister Tabitha I hadn't had any lately but I looked down and I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, that I got all the way ticked off. It's a sucker. It don't matter. It's not a big deal. It's a sucker. But then as I look at that sucker, I see the colors that have been perverted. Amen? Last time I checked, Jesus is the creator of the rainbow, amen? amen? But I look down at this innocent sucker that my son has not even acknowledged what it is. And there I see the colors. And I was half-minded to close every account. I was half-minded just to quit everything and just go to a cash society only. Because it infuriated me that we are living in the last of the last days. At the time, I just got mad. But as I got in my truck, lips tight and upset, didn't really say much about it. I didn't even get on to him. I said, hey, just take a look at it. And in his 11-year-old mind, he looked at it and immediately knew. I didn't say go throw it away. I didn't, did I? I didn't tell you to throw it away. He looked at it and goes, Oh, and takes off and goes and throws it away and gets him a solid yellow one. I got mad at the time. But as I got into my truck with my tight lips and upset and mad, I started thinking, well, we are living in the last of the last days. We are living in a time where they're pushing agendas. I say they are. They're not pushing the agenda. The devil is pushing the agenda. 
the adversary is using anybody and anything and anyone that will give ear to his seducing spirits, give, in, give way to anything that he is trying to do. Amen. We're making jokes or talking about it. Rather, not really making jokes. We're actually talking about how we got to honor it. But we made statements in my office before service began that the issue is not really the issue. It's not the man in the White House that we're having a problem with, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a problem with the adversary that somebody is allowed to listen. Oh, yeah, tell me more. Speak to me more. I don't want to listen to the heavens. I don't want to listen to Jesus. I don't want to listen to the Word of God. But I want to listen to the adversary. In Paul's letter to Timothy, he warned against false teaching. And false doctrines <laughs> that would begin to threaten, that would begin to hurt, would begin to get into the church, into you, into me. Hey, beware of this. Hey, listen, it's going to happen. It's going to inevitably get inside the church. And it will. But you and me, we must listen to the warning of good old Paul that he gave to Timothy and say, listen, not on my watch. No, I am not wrestling against flesh and blood, but I am wrestling against principalities and powers and those things that try to exalt themselves above God. And I am going to declare in the name of Jesus, not here, not now, not in my family, not in my church, not in my home. No, I don't hate the sinner, but I hate the sin. No, I don't hate what God's trying to do. God's trying to change. God's trying to minister. God's trying to transform. But I hate what the adversary's trying to do. <laughs> Satan's assault on the church of this present day is his final attempt to weaken us and immobilize the church. And prevent it from accomplishing, listen to me, its mission. What is its mission? It is to get the gospel of Jesus Christ everywhere. To evangelize it. Don't misunderstand me. There's going to be a church. No matter what, there is going to be a church. But the adversary is going to do his dead level best to stick a stick in the spokes if he can. He's going to try to harm and to try to immobilize and try to stop the church from doing what the church is supposed to do. But we got to beware. Look at your neighbor and say the last days. The last days. We are living in the last days. I'm glad I took some, some pages out because I'm not even off the first page yet. If we are to take a stand against false doctrine and false teachers, we must come to know and cherish the doctrines and truths as they are set forth in this book. I love the Pentecostal church, the United Pentecostal Church International. 
I love other oneness organizations. But ladies and gentlemen, it does not have to do with an organization. It has to do with the doctrine from the word of God. It's in the book. It is not a man-made doctrine. It's a word of God doctrine. It's the infallible word of God. And we got to love it. Listen to me, men. We better love the doctrine. We better despise and hate false teaching and false doctrine. Ladies, I need you to hear me today. We better love the doctrine of the word of God. And we better hate with a passion, with a purple passion, false teaching and false doctrine. Somebody say the last days. You need to be aware. If you don't get anything I say today, you need to be aware that you are living and I am living in the last days. We are. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We are living in the last times. Wake up. Come on, nudge your neighbor and literally tell them to wake up. Don't get heavy-eyed today. Don't get sleepy today. You need to hear Pastor Darren. We are living in the last of the last days. If you've heard any message, you need to hear this one. We're living in the last days, and we better be aware that we are living in the last days. As we near the age, the end of the age, culmination of the battle between good and evil, false prophets, and false teaching will abound. It is going to happen. It is happening right now. Right now. The Bible says knowledge shall increase, yet people will continue in error. What? We're going to get some knowledge. What does that mean? That means either you're going to read it yourself and you're going to get the knowledge or pastor or a preacher or an evangelist or a teacher is going to teach you and give you the knowledge and you're going to continue just doing what you've done. I know it says that, but <laughs> la-ti-da. That may not be your verbiage. That may not be what you say. But that will be your spirit and your attitude. It's not really that big of a deal. It's only in the book one time. Last time I checked, every jot and every tittle is important to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. <laughs> Second Timothy 3 and 7, it says it like this. Ever learning and never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Truth, church, we better have knowledge of the truth and we better share the truth how we are intended to share the truth and we better make sure that every jot and every tittle is in there. We better be excited about it. We better preach it. We better declare it. We better disciple somebody in it. Amen. And when you hear it, do what the word of God says. Obey the word of God. Because if you don't, what you are doing or what I'm doing or what an individual is doing is we are fulfilling the last day prophecies. What do you mean, Pastor Darren? We're going to be loving ourselves more than we love God and his word. Somebody clap your hands unto him right now.
truth of God's word will shine brighter as we near the dawning of a new day. Gross darkness shall cover the people who choose to walk in iniquity. But it's going to shine brighter. And what I want to do and what I want you to do is go toward the light. We need to go to where it's shining brighter. We need to go with all of our heartbeat, all of our mindset. We need to put everything else aside that is not, that is not conducive and is not right. According to God's word, we need to throw it to the side. Every weight, every sin that does so easily beset us, we need to get it out, throw it out. Don't talk about it. Don't want it. Don't need it. Don't desire it. And just want the word of God. You heard it. I've heard it. We're in the world. But we're not of. What are we going to see? Pastor, what is it that we're going to see in the last days? What are the signs of the last days? Well, one that I want to bring to our attention today is there's spiritual conflict. In an attempt to confuse and delude the church, Satan has crafted a worldview that seeks to obscure the clear distinction that separates right from wrong and good from evil. I made reference to it a moment ago. The adversary, the devil, who is real, look at your neighbor, your husband, your wife, your friend, and say, the devil is real. He is not a boogeyman that comes out in Halloween. He is not some boogeyman that some horror film shows you about. No, he's a real deal and he's in hell and he's wanting to destroy you and he's wanting to destroy the church. He's wanting to do that. Does he win? No. But can there be some casualties? You better believe it. The Bible says it. Well, I've cast out Devil's in your name. I've done many mighty works in your name. It isn't going to come like this. And again, I'm not adding to or taking away from, but I'm letting us think about it. Well, you're a casualty. Depart from me. I never knew you. You had a facade. You were a fake. You went to church, but you didn't really worship me in spirit and in truth, Sister Jessica. You didn't, you didn't love me with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You, you did not give yourself over to me. You put the doctrine of the word of God on a shelf and didn't live by the doctrine of the word of God. You didn't listen to Pastor Darren. You didn't listen to Brother Jonathan in, in deeper life. You didn't listen to the truth of God's word. You didn't do that. So depart from me, you worker of iniquity. The one that gave himself for you and me will suddenly become your judge and my judge. And he will look at you and me and he'll say, no, didn't make the cut, friend. Depart from me, you worker of iniquity. We are living in the last days. Why are you being so mean about it? I'm not being mean about it. I am, I am trying to be passionate about it that our minds will think and understand that we are living in the last days and now more than ever we should be young people as I said a moment ago kingly aware that we're living in the last days and there is seducing spirits. There are doctrines of devils. There are so many things that are trying to detour us from truth. Maybe seated. He's wanting to confuse 
He's wanting to destroy. Today, we live in a world culture that acknowledges no moral or no spiritual absolutes. Brother Gary, if you'll help me with that definition. Rather, society lives within the gray shadows of relativism. That's where we live. That's what the agenda is. That's what it's trying to speak to us. The doctrine that knowledge, truth, and morality exist in relation to culture, society, and historical context and are not absolute. That's where we live. That's where we live, ladies and gentlemen. That is what our children are being taught. That is what's in the supermarket. That is what's in the Walmarts. And that's where, where we live on a daily basis. Satan knows that if we can blur the distinction between holiness and unrighteousness, between right and wrong, it will become easier to cause God's people to stray from the path of righteousness and truth. I am so thankful, and I'm not pinning Rose on him. He's a boy just like these other young men that are up here. But I am so thankful when all I did is say, look at it, and he saw it. He said, ugh, and it disgusted him. He doesn't even grasp the full nature of what that's all about. But ladies and gentlemen, help, let me help you understand something. It put something in him that said, no, that's not right. No, that's not holy. No, that is unrighteous. I don't want it to be a part of it. I know it's just a measly sucker, but I want to get it out of my mouth. I don't want it. It's not right. It's wrong. Pastor Darren, it was just a sucker. No, you didn't hear what I said. It will become easier to cause God's people to stray from the path of righteousness and truth if it's just a sucker. Oh, it's just a flag. It's not a big deal. No, no, no. You can't hate the sinner, but you can despise and throw up the sin. Spew it out of your own mouth. I don't like it. I don't want it around. It's not right. First Timothy 4 and verse 1 again, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith. Somebody say depart from the faith. The word expressly, you can find this in your strongs. In 1 Timothy 4 and 1 translates from the Greek word reatos, which means clearly or distinctly. The voice of the Spirit, the Word of God speaks clearly. Somebody say clearly. And distinctly, lest there should be confusion and misunderstanding with regard to spiritual conditions in the latter days. Again, I'm talking about there being some spiritual conflict. The Word of God warns us that sin will abound in the latter times and that it will separate mankind from God further than ever before. It is going to happen. Talked about it last week. 
I don't want the sin. I don't want the sun to go down on my wrath. I don't want there to be sin in my spiritual camp before I lay my head down at nighttime. I don't care if you mumble under your breath. I don't care if your whole house can hear you. It doesn't matter. But make sure before you lay your head down, Jesus, create in me a clean heart. Renew in me a right spirit. Change me. Transform me. Renew me right now. It's become just a passing of time. It's become just a measly little prayer. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Don't let it just be a passing prayer. But say, Lord, I repent before you. I want my soul to be made right before you. If I should die before I wake, Lord, cleanse me. Make me new. Purify me. The war on the souls of mankind will increase every, in every, as every facet of man's existence comes under strong attack. It's going to happen. Times like these compel us to proclaim, or I should say, it should propel us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ clearly and distinctly. So that as many as possible might come to the further understanding and get what God is trying to do. They can be one that receives God's grace and his mercy that is new every morning. Those of you that are in the room right now, we are living in the last of the last days. There is most definitely attack on our spiritual lives. The young people that are going to camp this week, I know you're going to a God camp. I know you're going to a church camp. I know you're going to a place that is supposed to be right and pure and holy. But let me help you understand something. Not everybody's going to be pure. Not every conversation is going to be holy. But what you need to make sure up in your mind is you say, Lord, I am living in the last days. And there's going to be people that love themselves more than they love you. But I as for me, I'm going to love you. As for me, I'm going to be holy. As for me, I'm not better than them. God, I'm just saved by grace. I understand that you've transformed me and renewed me. Times that we live in, the last days that we live in should. Tap your neighbor and say it should. Look at your children and your wife, your husband, and say, it should. It should propel us to proclaim. It should compel us to proclaim. It should push us to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. The message of repentance of sin. Water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost is more important than ever before. <laughs> it is. It's the most important thing that there is. Everybody take a deep breath. It's more important than your deep breath that you just took. It's more important than the new car. It's more important than the new house. It's more important than anything and any updates that we're doing here at Truth Church. The gospel of Jesus Christ is of utmost 
importance. Spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ is of utmost of importance. Jesus stated emphatically in John 3 and 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Ladies and gentlemen, that's for real. term in latter times and its equivalent in the last days refers to a period of time immediately preceding the millennial reign of Christ. It is an unspecified period of time closely associated with the rapture of the church and the second arrival of Christ. Joel 2 clearly points to a future fulfillment in the last days, Acts 2 and verse 17, this outpouring of the Spirit will follow a time of national repentance. Just listen to me for a moment. Upon the part of Israel, just prior to Israel's complete regathering and restoration, Israel will be exhorted by the sound of the trumpet in Zion. Listen, to repent with fasting, weeping, and mourning, for the day of the Lord will be near. That's going to happen. Joel continues. That's not the rapture, that's children. Joel continued. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaidens in those days will I pour out my spirit. Listen, and I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall turn into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord come. Skipping down. For behold, in those days... And in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations. These events that shall follow the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the last days immediately precede the day of the Lord and the outpouring of God's wrath. It's going to happen. Stay with me. As we see the spiritual conditions of the last days. As we acknowledge everything that goes on in the places that we shop. In our children's schools. And even our neighborhoods. I don't know about yours. But it's prevalent in my neighborhood. We should strive as children of God to abstain from ungodly lifestyles and false doctrines of this present age that we might attain unto the righteousness of the fullness of Christ. If we're going to be ready, then we better be aware of everything that's going on and we better keep our eyes dotted and our T's crossed and everything that is contrary to God's word, that's contrary to holiness and God Get it out of our sight. 
again. We're going to be in the world, but we can't be of the world. I said it before and I'll say it again. I digress for a moment. It's all right to change some things. It's all right to change some things if they are adding up to God's word. If they're what God's word teaches us. If you need to change some things or stop some things or start doing some other things, if you need to adopt some things from the Word of God that you haven't put into your life yet, it's okay to do that. Why? Because we're living in the last of the last days. Come on, clap your hands if you believe that today. What are we going to see? What is going to be there? What are the, some things that we're going to experience? Great apostasy. Apostasy, a departure from the faith. Hallelujah. A departure from the faith. Translates from the Greek word, aphistemia. I said it incorrectly, but you can find it yourself. And it indicates... A distinguishing, a revolt, a stopping, a removal of oneself from apostolic truth and doctrine. I mean, hold on for a moment. From truth, from doctrine, from the Word of God, from principles, from the Word of God. It's pulling away from. It is stopping. It's a revolt. I'm removing myself from the doctrine and the principles of the Word of God. What are we going to experience? What are we going to see? Similarly, Israel will abandon. Listen to this. Israel will abandon the promises that God gave to Abraham to possess the land of Palestine. By compromising its inheritance and making peace with the Antichrist. I want you to hear me. I'm talking about his land, Brother Adams. His people. His chosen ones are going to abandon the promises of God. I'm talking about people that have history ingrained into them. I'm talking about it bleeds from their very veins. They're going to abandon the promises that God gave to Abraham. And they're going to get all hunky-dory, if you will. That's Gilbert turn. With the Antichrist. A similar Greek word, apostasia, occurs in 2 Thessalonians 2 and verse 3. And is translated falling away. It carries the meaning of defecting from or forsaking the truth. As you and I draw near to the coming of Jesus Christ, many who once professed to be a truth follower, that professed to be an individual that followed the doctrine of the apostles, will compromise their faith in order to be at peace. Listen to me. 
with the age. We will, in all, like, this is just an example, but this is how it'll be. We will throw in the towel of doctrine, Sister Joe, from the Word of God so that we can be at peace with the world. Just look at your neighbor right now. Say, that could be us. I'm not saying it is. And I pray to God that it isn't. I don't want it to be me. I don't want it to be you. I don't want it to be anybody that's under this roof right now. I don't want it to be anybody at all. But ladies and gentlemen, that is exactly what's going to happen. Because why? We're living in the last of the last days. There is declining moral and spiritual values. This declining is engulfing us. These compromises of the faith that will become so ingrained into us like doctrine used to be ingrained into us. No, I never deny you. No, I love you. No, I'll never deny you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be exactly like that story in the Word of God. We would declare it our whole lives. We'll say it our whole lives. But all of a sudden, when the going gets rough, I don't know who you are. That's not me. Oh, would you lift your hands all across the building for a moment? Jesus, we live in the last of the last days. I don't know who in this building needs to hear this word today, but Lord, I am praying that everybody in this building would be aware that we are living in a day that is waxing worse and worse. God, let these young people understand that they're going to spend their time in something, let it be in the word. If they're going to spend their time in something, throw away the Xboxes, throw away the Nintendos, throw away all the things that they play and do and get their mind and their heart in the word. God, let every parent understand that yeah the job's important the money's important the things that they gotta have are important we don't want to be worse than infidels but God let us be in the word so we'll be aware that we are in the last of the last days a subtle spirit hear me will seduce those who compromise truth A subtle spirit. You won't know that you're slowly cutting your ties with Jesus Christ. Oh, it's not that big of a deal. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible is a big deal. Okay? It's just... Not very smart terms here. Just stay with me. The Bible is a big deal. Every word in the Bible, as I stated earlier today, is a big deal. And the Bible says that 
don't forsake the assembly of yourselves together. Don't misunderstand me. Go on vacation. I go on vacation. And I'm glad that you allow me to do that with my family. I want you to go on vacation. I ain't talking about that. You're getting ready. You've prepared yourself. You know you're getting ready. You've done all the things that you need to do. And you go on vacation. Be ready to come back. Yes, I want you to do all of those things. But if you are just missing out on church to miss out on church, well, it's not that big deal. It's just one time. It's not because it's a subtle spirit. Church used to be your heartbeat, but now it's not your heartbeat. Well, then there's things in the word of God that it's not that big of a deal. It doesn't disgust you and it doesn't make you mad when you see certain things anymore. It's just what life has become in the age which we live in. No, it should make you sick to your stomach and make you mad and make you upset and say, I'm living in the last days. It irritates me that this stuff is being pushed down our throat. I don't like it. It's contrary to God's word. And get righteous indignation inside of you. But there is a subtle spirit that comes in. Some Somebody said it a moment ago, it's a slippery slope. That subtle spirit will seduce those who compromise truth. And it will cause them to accept clever imitations. And the master deceiver himself will lull you to sleep and cause you to believe false doctrines. I'm going to tell you something. I have... Been and I'm just going to stop for a moment. I've been an individual, and I'm not setting myself above anybody. I am just like the individuals I'm about to say something about. I have been set on a platform, if you will, and I have watched friends. I have watched those that I love. I have watched those those of you that have gone to camp. They're going to camp this week. I have watched those that imparted things into my life prayed for me people that prayed me through to the Holy Ghost when I was six years old people that I admired for years and years and years of my life all through my childhood into adolescence I admired them and I looked up to them friends people that I esteemed Sister Cooper people that I cared about young people Parents, people that I loved, that I stayed at their homes. Before being an intern was even a deal, before I was even out of high school. Person that I esteemed highly stayed at his home. I watched what he did at church, an apostolic Holy Ghost filled church. Two weeks out of my summer, my senior year. And Sister Serve and I watched it. I watched it. No, I'm not on a pedestal, but it was like I was, and I watched it little by little. Things that didn't matter wasn't that really big of a deal. Began to be a subtle spirit here and a subtle spirit there. When my wife and I were youth presidents, and already I knew that they were too far gone for any hope, I knew that in my spirit. I still, Brother Ashley, I reached for his children. I reached 
for his son and I reached for his daughter. Both of them. I reached. Parents said, hey, you've been an influence in their life. Will you come to their graduation party? Will you write them a letter? And I knew that they didn't live the same life that I lived. I knew that they didn't live separated from the world. I knew that you could accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. I knew that you could not lose your salvation the most damnable doctrine by the way and I'm not just saying that because preachers before me have it's the truth you can't find it in the word of God there's nowhere in the word of God that you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior there's nowhere in the word of God that you shake a preacher's hand to be saved and I know I'm kind of overlapping from last week but I reached And I went to the graduation party. My wife and I were sore thumbs when we walked into the home of the church that was supposed to be separated. The church that was supposed to be preaching truth. And that subtle spirit. I seen it begin to come in. And now, new generations have been born. I haven't been on social media in a long time because it disgusts me to see those that believe the doctrine of the word of God, not of man and not of an organization. I can't stress it enough. It has nothing to do with the organization. It has to do with God's word. But that subtle spirit began to seduce Obviously, if there's no transformation and no change, there's no doubt that you're going to have a herd of cattle coming to the church. Because nothing has to change. They're not wanting transformation. What are you getting at, Pastor Darren, telling us that story? I am telling you that subtle spirit seduced. And now two children or three children that had parents that were godly and holy and separated from the world. That had come out from among them and were separate. And they believed the doctrine of the word of God. Now you can accept Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now you can check off a box if you want to be baptized in Jesus' name or the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Following those that were influences on their lives. That seducing Spirit. And I'm not talking about something that's going to happen in the future. I'm not talking about something that that has happened only once. But I can't tell you. I know that I've preached on this before. I know I've said it before. I know I've talked about this stuff before. But we're in more of the last days than we were when I did that a few years ago. And I'll be John Brown. I have no idea who he is. And I don't even know if that's an appropriate term. But I'll be John Brown if I allow that to happen under my watch. These deceptions and false doctrines will be disguised in language and appearance that will appeal to those that seek self-justification. And my message to you, because I don't have a lot of time, is to beware. Beware, beware, beware. If you have notes, if you have a pen, if you want to write it down, I'll tell you later on. You can do your homework, because I'm going to skip through some things. But you need to go read 1 John 4. Read it. Read it over and over again. Read it all the way to verse 5. And let God speak to you. Because church, 
You need to beware. We're living in the last of the last days. The term seducing spirit translates from the Greek word planos, which implies going astray or wandering out of the way. <laughs> it is to be erratic or to be misleading as an imposter. Jesus' name. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're going to see in the last days. Can I go ahead and say it this way? This is what we are seeing in the last days. This is what is happening in the last days. Some of you have family members. Some of you have seen it happen. Some of you that don't even care that are in the building today that I'm even talking about this. What are we going to see? A corrupt generation. The unrighteousness living in this generation is predicated upon pleasure. The prevailing maximum of this age is if it feels good, do it. Nothing is considered bad that satisfies the appetite of the flesh. Nothing is considered bad if it satisfies the appetite of the flesh. 2 Timothy chapter 3. But the scripture declares that in the last days, individuals would love pleasure more than God. They're going to love pleasure more than they love God. 2 Timothy 3 and verse 2. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Whatever's happening in the natural, I told a young man this morning, reflects what's happening in the spiritual. If you're unthankful, if you've been disobedient, if you've been proud, if you've been a boaster, hey, you better be sure to check yourself. You better look at yourself. You better make sure that you find yourself at an altar today. Why? Because you're living in the last days and those seducing spirits, those things that are trying to infiltrate in your life and your mind. This generation is waxing worse, ladies and gentlemen. Musicians, if you'll come. How easy is it for us? Well, I want to say it this way because I don't want to think it's us, but how easy is it for them to rationalize sin or their sin, believing that the end justifies the means? Iniquity and deceit abound in every area of life. 
as a testimony that we are living in the last of the last days. Will you look at your neighbor and tell him once again, we are living in the last days. Truth Church, would you hear from your pastor today that we are living in the last of the last days. We are living in a day that is trying to destroy us with iniquity. It's trying to draw us into a place of sin and corruption. It's trying to make us blur the lines of truth and holiness and righteousness. But I would to God that we would stand flat-footed on this Sunday morning and we would come to an altar and we would say, God, I know that people are being deceived. I know that I'm living in the last of the last days. But Lord, as for me... I will serve you with gladness. Would you stand to your feet? I want you to hear me. There's things that we need to understand. There's things, young people, that we need to understand. There's things, adults, that we need to understand. Our walk with God must not be dependent upon our outward circumstances, but on our unwavering faith in the promises of Jesus Christ. We need to understand that, yes, there is a world that's waxing worse. We need to understand, Brother Ben, that we are living in the last of the last days. We need to understand that it's getting worse. Unfortunately, being a shepherd, you know things about people. Total transparency. The main reason I got off of social media is because it began to come out in my preaching during COVID. I would see people that would go everywhere and do everything else, but they wouldn't walk into the house of God. It's okay to say this now because COVID's far removed. I would see how people would truly live because you put everything online. And it would come out in my preaching. And I didn't want to be preaching current events via Facebook. So I departed from it, and truthfully, it has been the best thing that's ever happened to me. Our walk with God must not be dependent upon our outward circumstances, but upon our unwavering faith in the promise of God. Through faith, we have entered into the kingdom of God. For we are saved by faith. His death and burial and resurrection. You see, though things wax worse, I've got faith in the promise of Jesus Christ. Though there's people that are being seduced that I worshiped beside yesterday or last week or last month. I've got a promise 
of Jesus Christ. And as for me in my house, I'm going to be unwavering in my faith in those promises. He's never left me nor forsaken me. I know there's going to be others that give over to seducing spirits. I know there's going to be others that throw in the proverbial towel on their faith. But as for me, no, I've got faith in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God's promises, Romans 10 and verse 17 says, God's promises are true. And we will inherit eternal life. Listen, everybody do this. Watch my hand. We will inherit eternal life if we hold fast. Come on, do that. If we hold fast to his word. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You don't have faith to hold on. Put your nose in the book today. You feel like you're slipping. Put your nose in the book. You feel like your kids don't care. You feel like your husband doesn't care. You feel like your wife doesn't care. Get your nose in the book. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Come on, singers. Come give them some hope. My prayer on this Sunday morning. I'm ten minutes past the time I intended to go. May the word of God grow more precious to our hearts. As we see the day appearing for our departure. My prayer is, may the word of God grow more precious to our hearts as we see the day appearing for our departure. When you go to the supermarket today and you see the rainbow flag, when you go to the supermarket today and you see sin and you see degradation and you see lust and you see things that are gross and horrible, when you open up the news on your phone, you see your friends and loved ones throw their towel in on the doctrine of the word of God as you see those that have prayed for you in an altar and you received the Holy Ghost and you got transformed and you found out you come to know God in his essence but they have thrown in the towel and erased who he was in their life as you continue to walk in his word you come to know him in a deeper relationship and those that you used to magnify the Lord with and you were there when they got baptized or they were there when you got baptized and they've thrown in the towel. You make up in your mind, yes, I'm living in the last days and God, you said that was going to happen, but I'm not going to let it happen to me. And I close with this statement. I want your hands raised and your eyes closed all across this building. It is impossible to love God and despise His Word. For the Word of God reveals the very nature of God.
Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father. And I will love him and will manifest myself to him. He that loveth me, keep my commandments. Pastor, what's the point of your entire message? The point of my entire message is we are living in the last days and now more than ever, we should keep the commandments of God. Now more than ever, we should look at ourselves and examine ourselves and make sure that we submit to his word, submit to the man of God in our life, submit to truth and righteousness and holiness. Come on, would you lift your hands to him and would you make your way to this altar all across the building? Come on, if you're in this place and you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you should run to the altar and don't wait for somebody. Don't wait for somebody to tell you what to do. You just come to this altar. Say, God, I got to get things right now. I got to be purified now. I got to work out my own salvation with fear, with reverence and trembling. I've got to do it. It's on me. I can't let another day go by. Come on. I've said it before. Ignorance is not bliss. Pick up the Bible and study it for yourself. Come on, would you lift your voices to him right now? that there would be a crescendo, a crescendo of crying out to God today. We are living in the last days. Come on, lift your voice to him. Come on, lift your voice to him. It's all right, I want you to sing. Don't let the song, don't let the lyrics drown out what you need to do in this altar today. Come on, you truly need to make this a prayer. You need to make it an action. I am giving myself away. Come on, young people. Come to this altar and lift your hands. You are in the right place at the right time. Come on, ministers, help me pray for people. Come on, brothers and sisters. Get off of the bridges. 